who was the one who was the greatest and who was the one who was the worst. Table is a place for family, but table is also a place for friends. It's a place for entertaining. In your Bible, in the book of Luke, in chapter 22, in verse 20, we see that. In the same way, he took the cup. This is the cup of the new covenant that is established. My blood that was shed for you. You see, it's a table there. They're surrounding this table. The table is, is a place for family. It's a ta table is a place for friends. But let me tell you what the table really is. The table is a place for identification. You have to be identified to get in the home. If you're not, you're going to not only be probably asked to leave, but you're going to want to leave. Remember my preacher friend? Pulled up a chair, looked around. Like I'm in the wrong house. I mean, he didn't say, well, I think I'll just stay here and eat all your food. No, he didn't want to stay there because he didn't know anybody there. And there was another home who was ready to receive him. Who had identified him that he was coming to their house. And they had prepared for him. And they was waiting on him. So he didn't want to spend time with people that he didn't know because there was people that he did know who had went the extra mile to invite him to his house. The table is a place of identification. Every spot is identified. Now, we don't do this a whole lot anymore, but, you know, because we don't have dining rooms. We don't have dinner tables. We don't spend time at the family table. But when they used to, before you sat down, you ask a question. Where do I sit? Where do I sit? Where is my spot? If you ever dine with anyone who understands the importance of the family table, they, you won't have to ask. They will tell you, here's your spot. Here's your spot, Pastor. Christy, you sit right here. They'll tell you where their spot is. More than likely because the head of the house, the master, has his spot. And you see, everything doesn't revolve around the other chairs, but it revolves around the head of the house. And I want you to know something today. You say, what in the world does this have to do with us? A lot. Because I want you to know that we were broken. We were beggars. We were undone. We were unworthy to come and dine. But Jesus Christ went to the cross for us. He paid our sin debt. He looked at us and said, I don't care what your life's condition is. I don't care how damaged you may be. I want you to come put your feet under my table. I want you to stick your hand in my bread bowl. I want you to dip from my cup. I want to serve you. Let me say this. Now you may be able to get to the table. You may be able to put your feet under the table. You may be able to dip from the master's bowl. But that doesn't make you family. That doesn't make you family. You may spend so much time at your friend's house that one day the dad comes and tells the, the mother of the home, he says, do you think we could file for that child on our income tax? And some of you parents have said that. That's why you're, you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down. You may spend so much time there that 
the family wants to deduct you on their tax statement. But that doesn't make you family. Does it? Jesus not only invites his friends to the table, his family to the table, because these boys was his family, because they were doing the will of God. They left all to follow him. They left the, left the businesses they built, the fishing industry they built, to follow the voice of Jesus, sit at his table. But there was one in the room. It wasn't family. He wasn't even a good friend because he was about to deliver Jesus to be crucified. But Jesus said, I'm going to personally dip this boy's bread. When they said, who is it? He said, I'm going to, the one who I dip his bread in the bowl and give it to him. Jesus prepared a place for his enemy. Jesus prepared a meal for his enemy. Jesus washed the feet of his enemy. Jesus, Jesus served his enemy. And when he gave it to him, he said, just do it quickly. The family table is about you being identified. I'm going to tell you something today. You may be eating at the master's table, but it doesn't make you family. Now, that boy could have been family. I'm going to tell you something else. You may be so close to the family that the family lets you hold their family jewels. They may let you balance their checkbook. They may let you deposit their check. They may put you in charge of all their finances. But that doesn't make you family. And I'm here to tell you there was, there was 12 boys around that table in Jesus, but one of them wasn't family. One of them wasn't even a good friend. Matter of fact, but Jesus never singled him out. He never made him feel any different. He never made him feel insignificant. Why? Because the word of God says that Jesus did not come to judge the world, but that through him the world might be saved. And this is the condemnation. And men rejected the light and chose to walk in darkness. I am telling you, son, that Jesus loved Judas so much that not only did he walk with him, not only did he eat with him, not only did he wash his feet, not only did he feed him, not only did he spend time with him? No, did he communicate with him? He let him hold his money. But he's still in family. You know what that means? God's not impressed with how much you give. He's not impressed with how much you work. He's not impressed with how many ministry teams you're on, not how many things you're doing every day of the week. But the thing that impresses him the most is that you realize one day he walked down into the orphanage of hell and there we were broken and undone with no hope and nowhere to turn. And Jesus identified us as broken, damned, and desperate. And he said, that's the one I want. That's the one I went to Calvary for. And he handed the adoption paper over to the keeper of the orphanage and he said when that one's ready it's already signed it's already paid in full it's all set in motion all you have to do is have them sign it do 
you didn't receive the spirit of fear. But you receive the spirit of adoption in whom you can cry out, Abba, Father. I love to be preaching, boy. I mean, man, I'm preaching over there in Haiti, and I'm talking about the Father. And when Pastor Moonwah is preaching, I mean, you think this is like watching a tennis match with me here. You ought to see me and him. And I'm preaching on the Father, and he says, and Papa, Papa. And every time I hear him say that word, Papa, he just hits me like a ton of bricks. Not Father, Papa. Abba, Daddy, Papa loves you. Papa went to the cross for you. Papa identified you and said, paid in full. When we were wrapping up the, our trip to Haiti, on the last flight, I think, there were, we met two girls, one from Kansas, they were sisters, one from Kansas, and one from um, Nashville, and they were by themselves, and somehow we talked to them and figured that out, I mean, they were two young girls, you know, I mean, by themselves, and it, this girl, one girl had been there seven times already. But it's the first time she had ever went by herself and didn't know for sure that a ride was going to be at the airport. And she knew that the person picking him up did not speak any English. Was picking her up did not speak any English. And so I said, look, <laughs> this is not a good place for two nice-looking ladies to be drifting through Haiti in this airport by yourself. Why don't you tag along with us? And if you need help and he's not there, our pastor will be there. He can translate. If he's there, he can translate for you. If he's not there, then we can make sure you get to where you need to go and y'all get there safely. And so they did. And um, But she was on her way to adopt three children, two nine-year-old twins and a 13-year-old. And she was going to visit them been a grueling process for her they require you to be married for 10 years before you can ever consider adopting from there and uh, it, uh, the, uh, you know me I'm not a detailed guy Ralph was getting all that stuff but all I heard was 10 years and I was like whoo that's a long time. and it's been a hard process for her but this was her last trip before she gets to bring them home tell you something today it was a hard process for Jesus he had to leave the port of glory come down to earth put on the rope of flesh live a sinless life die a sinless death say goodbye to friends brothers be betrayed by people he had spent time with. Stricken, smitten by God. His flesh ripped off his body, nailed to a cross, 
that's a hard adoption process. But he identified you. He looked ahead in time. He said, I don't care what your parents say about you. I don't care what your peers say about you. I want you to put your feet under my table. I have prepared a place for you to spend eternity. I have identified you. I have prepared a place for you. With your head bowed this morning, I want to ask you a question. How many of you, how many of you you've been to that friend's house? You've ate, you've dined with your friend. And many times your family was so dysfunctional that you wish that they would adopt you. But it never happened. Or maybe it did. I know teenagers that that's happened to. Here's what I want to ask you. Have you been to Jesus' table? Have you been to his church? Have you spent time at his feet? But you've never signed your portion of the adoption paper. You may be on a ministry team somewhere. You may be doing good works, but you know that you're not his. Oh, you know there may be a place for you to eat, but it's not your spot. It's not your spot. It doesn't have your name on it. You see, the, when guests come over, the, the head of the home assigns, or the wife assigns people where to sit around the family's spot. I want you to know today on the authority of the Word of God, you don't have to be seated around the family. You can become the family. And here's what I want you to do while your heads are bowed, while the saints of God are praying. If you've never done that, if you know that you've never become part of the family of God, I'm not asking if you've ever had communion. I'm not asking if you've ever even been baptized. Listen, baptism will not drown the flesh or save the spirit. It's obedience. I'm not asking if you hadn't joined several churches. I'm asking, have you ever signed the adoption paper in your heart and said, Lord, I give my heart to you. I give it to you. And I give it to you alone. If you've never done that, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get up right now in your seat and make your way down here. She's just playing softly. Right now, just get up come down here. Sir, man, child, right now, just come down here and do business with the Lord. Then there's some of you. You may have given your heart to him, but boy, you know you've been making a mockery out of the family name. And you just need to, you just need to come to the Father and say, Dad, I'm sorry. I've made a mess out of the family name. 
but thank you for leaving my spot at the table. If that's you today, I just want you to slip out where you are. Make your way down to this altar. Let's do business with the Lord. Maybe you just want to spend time here at the feet of Jesus by yourself. You don't want anybody to pray for you. Maybe you just want to get up and slip down here and do business with the Lord. Maybe you just want to come and thank Him. Thank Him for what He's doing in your heart and your life. And let God speak to your heart. The Lord loves you. The Lord's got a plan for your life. I don't know what it is today. The Bible says if you'll do it in front of men, he'll do it in front of everybody in heaven. But if you're ashamed in front of men, he'll be ashamed of you in heaven. So, I, I, look, I'm not trying to talk you into something. I'm not trying to manipulate your feelings. I'm saying that there's a table set at the feet of Jesus. Your feet can touch his feet. Today. Today, you can do that. You can give your heart to Him. You can restore your relationship. Maybe you, saints of God, children of God, maybe you just want to come to this altar and say, Lord, thank you for the spot. Thank you for the spot. Thank you for preparing a place. Thank you for leaving a place at your feet. I'm going to pray, and we're going to do business with the Lord. Right now, give victory in the name of Jesus today. Thank you, Lord, for your body that was broken for us Lord you, the word says that your body your flesh was broken and Lord you told your disciples that when you broke that bread you said this is symbolic of my body and as often as you eat of this bread you remember my broken life for you and then Lord you took a cup it was wine in it Lord and you said as often as you drink of this cup you remember my blood that will be shed on Calvary for you And Lord, you told your disciples as often as they ate of that bread and they drank of that cup, they would remember your sacrifice, but they would proclaim your death till you came again. Thank you for that ordinance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here's what I want us to do today. This is going to be a little bit different. I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to have some of our men down here. And they're going to be standing here with the with the communion, the meal of the table that was in John chapter 13. And here's what I want this to happen. You can do it any way you want to. You can come down here as a family and you can take communion as a family unit. I would encourage you to do that if you've never done that. Come and receive it as a family. You may get your bread. You may want to go off in the side of the room and just pray together. Thank the Lord for what He's done for you. You may just want to come and just take it right here by yourself. You may want to go to somebody else. It's not your family and say, you made a difference for me. I'm thankful that we're all part of the same family and our feet are all under his table. Maybe you want to share communion this morning with somebody who's just real close to you. And you want to come down here together today and take the bread and take the cup and just move over to the side of the room or somewhere to the side and just, just reflect for a few moments. This altar's open. Maybe you just want to come to this altar and Get down on your face before the Lord and just thank Him and search your heart and your life and, and just ask God to begin to do a work and spend time with Him. Just do business with the Lord. Right now, let's, let's do that. This altar's open. The table is set. The meal is prepared. Won't you come and receive communion? Won't you come and do that for the Lord today?
I want you to come. I know this isn't the normal way we do it, but that's the cool part about our church. We can do stuff out of the normal. Just receive it. Maybe you just want to take it and move and reflect, receive it where you are. As a family, you may want to all get it and move to the side so other people can come. But take it. Don't rush through it. Reflect on the sacrifice. Reflect on what he's done for you. Thank you. Maybe you want to adopt somebody this morning. Why don't you come? have a great God who did all of that for us why don't you come come receive the sacrifice the body that was broken the blood that was shed why don't you come today you come in only in this sweet family time family time dinner time supper time the bible says after they took that bread and they drank of that cup they begin to sing a song they begin to celebrate they begin to worship the lord because of the blessing of the table won't you come Worship him today.
have a great God. Today John comes. John says, I want my feet under his table. I want to do business with the Lord. Brother Larry, where you at, brother? He's in the foyer. He's been ministering to John for the last couple of months. They've been watching church on TV out there. Today he came in and said, I want that. Brother Larry, come on down here, man. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Larry, thank you for ministering to John. Thank you for loving him, brother. Hallelujah. Good stuff. Hug your new brother there. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. How great is our God. What an awesome God we have. You can be seated. Amen. Let John know how proud you are of him. Amen. Let's sing that chorus one more time before we go home. How great is our God. If you need to do business with the Lord, you do that today. Amen. How great is our God.
wanting to become part of our church family. Isn't that good stuff? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I have visited with them over the last several weeks and told them about our heart and our ministry and what God's doing. And they've been praying about it for a couple of weeks. And today they said, we want our feet under his table here. Amen. I got to get a hallelujah. Amen. Good stuff. You come by and let them know how excited you are for them today. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Today, amen. That's okay. Come on, sister. Come on up here. Today, we have Miss Julie that's coming. It's okay. You can just stand right here. Miss Julie came, and she says she wants it settled once and for all. She says she's gone through a lot of religious stuff, but she completely gives her heart to Jesus today. Amen. Isn't that good stuff today? Praise the Lord for you, dear sister. Amen. He has a place at the table for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Sing that chorus again. Maybe somebody else is wanting to do business with the Lord. Amen. I know you're hungry and you want to go, but this is good stuff. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, sing it out, church. Your feet under his table. business with the Lord. You got something up your sleeve? Okay, we did. Yeah. Amen. We, uh, I want you, uh, Esther, if you'll take your family and just, I want you to go out in the foyer, if you will. I want people to come by and meet your brothers and, uh, hug their neck and, uh, let them know how much you love them, how glad you're, you are. They're a part of our family. Let these new people be here. I tell you what, let's just hang out in here. It's, so many people's necks to hug today. Our building's not that big, but uh, just come by. Let these people know how proud you are of them and what God's doing in their life. Amen. And uh, if you're part of, if if if, if you're interested in helping with lighting, videoing, music, set design, worship team, children's ministry, anything like that that you're interested in, if you would please stay. Um, the EFT ministry we're wanting to do to begin to minister to people. If you will stay for that after church. Um, we want to meet with you, visit with you. We're going to have lunch, and uh, we just want to spend some time in the Lord. Amen? There's no way to close a service like this, so here's what we're going to do. Oh, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. Let's sing that, and we're going to march on out of here. Hallelujah. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day.